we can trust the Lord tonight. I'm grateful that tonight we can gather together. And quite honestly, I'm nervous and excited about this evening. Uh, tonight, I just want to share with you a burden that the Lord has laid on my heart about our, our vision for the future. Forward together. That's what I've entitled tonight is that God wants us to continue to move forward and continue to have a desire to reach the lost in our community. And I uh, am truly convicted that if we don't maintain a course um, that God has determined that we will easily drift. And so it is important that we keep our focus on uh, what God's called us to. And so we're going to take some time and renew uh, our purpose and our vision. This is nothing new. This is all stuff that, uh, that uh, should be a reminder for us. Uh, and so as we look at uh, some of these things, we're going to take that and look at how we can apply them uh, in going together, uh, going forward together as a church. And so let's look first at Proverbs chapter 29 and verse number 18. Proverbs 29 and verse number 18. And probably many of you can quote this with me this evening. But in our Bibles, it says together, Where there is no vision, the people perish. But he that keepeth the law, happy is he. Let's stop and pray. Father, we recognize, Lord, from you our dependence upon you. Lord, as a church, Lord, we don't want to be a social organization. We don't want to be just another, um, another place uh, where people can go do church. Lord, we want to be the church you've called us to be. Father, would you help us tonight as we try to set a course, Lord, in, for the coming years, Lord, and we tonight, Lord, try to follow your word. May you, Lord, give us great courage and boldness. Lord, we recognize that when we choose to step out by faith, it, it, will, it will be difficult at times. And so may you help us as a church, Lord, tonight to courageously go forward, following the path that you've laid for us. We love you, Father. Thank you for your word. May it, Lord, impact our lives tonight. In Christ's name, amen. As we look at Proverbs chapter 29 and verse number 18, very, very common, very, very uh, Famous verse, if you will, but let me just share a couple of things with you about it. Where there is no vision, the people perish. And he's talking specifically about the law of God. And we see that through the next, ver- next part of that verse. But he that keepeth the law, happy is he. And so tonight I want to encourage us as a church that we keep the law of God. Uh, you know, and we continue to stay steadfast on God's Word. I don't think we could say that enough, quite honestly. And, and maybe you've gotten tired of hearing it already, but I hope not, because I think that we've got to be reminded that the Bible has to be preeminent. And so God reminds us, where there is no vision, where there is uh, not God's Word for us in our life, then we will perish. And so we want to follow the Lord's Word tonight, follow what His desire is. And this doesn't mean that we abandon things in the past, but instead we're able to continue to build on the solid foundation that was laid. It means that uh, we've been given a rich heritage here at the church. As a Christian, as a Baptist, uh, as a, a member of Hillside Baptist Church, there have been some godly people who have come before, who have labored in the trenches, and have allowed us to be able to re- uh, reap the benefits of their labor for many, many years. And today, we have received greatly. And at the end of our time here on this earth, I want to give greatly. I want, when when God chooses me to breathe my last for them, for my children and my grandchildren, to be able to say, He left the church in a better condition than what He found it. 
And I think that that's got to be our burden and our heart together as a church, that it's not built upon a man, but it's built upon God. It's built upon His foundation. It's built upon His leadership in our life. And that's what he's talking about here. Where there is no vision, where there is no God's Word, the people will perish. And so tonight we're not talking about being based upon a man, but based upon God, based upon His Word. And this requires that we step out by faith, doesn't it? This requires that we boldly go where God calls us to go. That we courageously pick up the baton that God that has been passed to us from previous generations and continue the sprint that God has laid before us. And continue on the path that is before us because I'm reminded tonight that it won't always be easy, will it? There's going to be times where we tire. There's going to be times where we're exhausted. There's going to be times where maybe uh, very great trials come in our, in our way. But we must be reminded tonight that God's called us to continue. So the key is for us to continue to be focused. Focused on our purpose and the ministry that Christ left for us. So we're not going to reinvent the wheel. Instead, we're going to look at God's Word tonight. We're going to look at the priority of our purpose this evening and see what God's Word says for us regarding our purpose as a church. Matthew 28, verses 19 and 20, if you want to turn there with me, you can probably quote it with me. Uh, and it's, not, it's a very, very uh, famous portion of Scripture for us because we love missions. And this verse, these verses remind us of the great commission of Christ's mission for us as a church. Read it aloud with me. Would you do that? Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. Man, what a great purpose that Christ has left for us as a church. And I believe that our purpose is threefold in, in what God has left us. And the, the very biggest priority that we have is to love God. Love Him above everything else. Think about this. Look, look in your Bibles, Mark chapter 12, verses 28 through 30. It's probably on the screen, but I encourage you, use your Bible. It, it makes it more limber. You get more used to where, where things are. Mark chapter 12, verse 28. It says, And one of the scribes came, and having heard them reasoning together and perceiving that he had answered them well, asked him, Which is the first commandment of all? In other words, what's the most important thing for me to do? And Jesus answered him, the first of all the commandments is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul, with all thy mind, and with all thy strength. This is the first commandment. Above all things in life and ministry, loving God should be supreme. I believe at Hillside, God is calling us to take this, this clarion call and continue to proclaim that all men everywhere should love God. And man, we want to foster a love for the Lord in the church. And so there are things that we can do to help develop that and help foster that. And so let's look to it real quick at this, at, uh, this text and these different areas that he's talking about. How do we love the, the Lord? He said, first off, with all thy heart. With all thy heart. And the word here literally is agapo, and it means that, that we literally love God with everything we have. All the, the passion, all the love. I, I tell you what, uh, there's so many things that... that uh, cry for our attention. But when we love God with all of our hearts, these things are secondary. 
I was counseling, uh, and, and I, I enjoy uh, being able to meet with, with folks, and especially uh, when we have, I have an opportunity to meet with young couples who are going to be married. Isn't that fun? Uh, I just enjoy seeing these young couples who uh, are fixing to give their lives and their hearts away to someone else. And, and I, I think it's a lot of fun to see the sparkle in their eyes. Uh, and I think in the back of my head, I wonder how long before the sparkle dies. <laughs> just kidding. But as I talk to them, I, say, I always, always remind them, listen, the greatest thing you can do is love God. Love God above everything else. If you and your spouse love God, God supremely, then you're going to be together. And that's why God reminds us here that if we come together loving God as a priority, then it will, be, uh, it will help create and foster unity. You know, but I tell them the second thing they've got to do, love each other. The greatest person, uh, the greatest human being, the person I should love the most is my wife. Above everybody else, even more mom and dad, my children, my wife, I need to love her more than anybody else. So let me ask you, how do you demonstrate your love to God? How can we demonstrate our love for the Almighty? And I believe that there's a couple of ways that we can go over here. And First off, begins with a surrendered life. God has called us as Christians to surrender our lives completely to Him. Let me ask you, is Christ more important than Chiefs football? It is, especially after last week, amen? <laughs> can, I t- can I be honest with you? I was nervous that they'd go to the Super Bowl and then we'd have no one here next week. <laughs> How about this? Is Christ more important than your hobby or your vacation time? I tell you what, is your life surrendered to Him? We can also prove our love for the Lord and have a, a really love the Lord with all our heart by being, having a faithful life. I look around the room and I see uh, folks in our church that have been here for decades. What a testament to faithfulness tonight. Be willing to simply follow God every day. And man, it, being faithful doesn't mean that, that you're a flash in the pan, but instead that you've decided and committed in your life, listen, I'm going to make sure that every moment of the day, every, every, every morning I'm faithful to getting my time with God. Every, every week I'm faithful in the house of the Lord. Every time I have the opportunity, I'm faithful in sharing Christ with others. Faithful is being, a faithful life is being faithful in the little things, not being faithful in the grandiose things. But being being able to say, you know what, I was faithful in those little things. What a difference it makes. What a difference it makes in in a church, in a life, in a family. Listen, faithfulness is not something that's guaranteed, is it? I don't wake up one morning and say, all right, I'm going to start being faithful today. I wish it worked like that. Anybody else with me? Wouldn't it be nice if you just could flip a switch and suddenly everything was faithful, but instead it, it, it's developed over a commitment and over a, a time of just surrendering and a time of just being willing to say, God, I'm going to give you my all. Faithful life. A giving life. Being willing to say, Lord, I, I'm going to commit to give to you whatever it is you ask. A committed life. Giving time to Christ. Giving, giving your all to the Lord. The next part on this, on this, and I'm going to move a little faster because I want to make sure we get into the good stuff this evening. But as, as we go on, he says, Love the Lord with all thy heart and with all thy soul. The soul, this is the spiritual part of a person. And, uh, and this, is, this is the part where uh, oftentimes we commit our lives to Jesus Christ through faith in Him. And let me just encourage you, do you trust Christ alone for your salvation? 
you know, I'm, I'm burdened when, when Christians uh, find themselves reading their horoscopes every day. Where do you put your hope? Where do you put your faith? Is it in the horoscope or is it in Christ? Love the Lord with all thy mind. Have you committed your mind to understanding God? Have you, have you shown that you love God enough to be able to turn off the television and get into His Word? Have you said that, you know what, I'm going to love God with my mind, being willing that I'm going to study the doctrines contained in the Word of God. I'm going to go through all the Scriptures in the Bible that deal with the issue that God is dealing with in my heart. I'm going to learn what God's doctrines are so I can apply them and use them and live them out on a regular basis. All your mind. Engaging your mind when we get to get an opportunity to gather together. And instead of being lazy, it's easy to veg out when, when someone's preaching, isn't it? it it's easy to, to clock, uh, check out and be able to uh, start thinking about, well, I've got this to do this week and this, trust me, I know. But committing your mind. How about your strength? That was the next last thing on the list. You ever notice that as you get older, your strength is not what it used to be? And you know, as we consider that, we're reminded of our mortality, aren't we? Our strength is not going to last forever. Instead, the strength of our youth is fleeting. The Proverbs even says, the strength, uh, the glory of a young man is his strength, but the glory of an old man is his hoary head or his gray hair. Man, that's a blessing. I don't know what happens when you lose your hair. I haven't figured that one out. I guess it's still glorious. Amen, guys? Uh, <laughs> all right. In Exodus chapter 20, in verse number 3, we're reminded that we've got to love God above everything else. In a church, this is, this is God's supreme calling for us as a church. And He says, Thou shalt have no other gods before Me. Thou shalt not, not make unto thee any graven image, nor any likeness of anything that is in heaven above, or is in, that is in earth beneath, or is that in the water under, under the earth. Thou shalt not bow thyself down to them, nor serve them. For I, the Lord thy God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children unto the third and fourth generation that, to them that hate Me. Listen, he's saying, God, above everything else, Love God. Above everything else, make sure that you love Him supremely, that there is nothing that will get in the way of being able to love God with all your heart. Love God with all your mind. Love God with all your soul. And love God with all your strength. God's calling for us today is to continue to love Him. It's not always easy, is it? And, and if I could be honest with you, I, I, I would be honest in saying that I don't always live out what God is talking about right here. I'm trying. But I would dare say that probably none of us in here are exactly perfect. But let me just remind you that I want to reach out and I want to press toward the mark. And I want to continue to love the Lord with all my heart as much as I can. Philippians chapter 3 verse 13. He says, Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do. I, uh, forgetting those things which are behind. Because listen, Satan is always reminding us of all the past failures and all the things that you've done to fail him in the past. And he says, if we, for, uh, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of those things. And he says, listen, I, I forget those things which are behind and reach forth into those things which are before. I press toward the mark of the, for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. I continue uh, loving the Lord even in the midst of my sorrow. Uh, you know, the book of Proverbs says this, a righteous man falleth seven times, but he riseth up again. You know what? God didn't expect us to be perfect.
but he calls us to rise up and to continue to love him. So church, our, our primary purpose is to love God. Our secondary purpose is to grow together. I believe that God is calling us to continue to reach out into our world. In Matthew 28, we looked at that a while ago, and he says to go into the world and preach the gospel, love God, and, he, and to continue to share the gospel, to continue to preach the gospel and teach all things unto all men. And so let's look at this, 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse number 15. Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. God is calling us to continue to grow in this area, continue to love the Lord, continue to be involved in Bible study, continue to be involved in this area because I want and desire to grow together. I've been grateful for the spirit of the church in the last month. I've been grateful for the sweet spirit. I've been grateful for the kindness that people have shown. And I'm reminded that God is calling us to continue to grow together. Acts chapter 20 and verse number 28 says, Take heed therefore to yourselves and to all the flock over which the Holy Ghost hath made you overseers to feed the church of God, which He hath purchased with His own blood. If we were to take and fill this auditorium with a hundred pianos, could you imagine that? We'd have to move some pews. A hundred pianos. And we brought them in here. And every time you move a piano, you're supposed to have it tuned. And so we brought in a guy who started tuning. And he, he took a tuning fork and he tuned the first piano. And then he tuned the second piano to that first piano. And he tuned the third piano to the second piano. He turned, tuned the fourth piano to the third piano. All the way across the room. You know what that would sound like? It would be terrible. You know why? Because they're all tuned to a different piano. But if we were to take that tuning fork... And we were to strike it and begin tuning the first piano to that tuning fork. And we went to the next piano and tuned it to that tuning fork. And the next piano to, that, to the tuning fork. All 100 to the same piano tuning fork. You know what you would hear? Incredible harmony. The key is not focusing on man. The key is not trying to tune our lives to one man or another man. But instead, like Paul wrote in 1 Corinthians, to tune our lives to Jesus Christ. So how do we do this? I believe firmly that God blesses our times that we gather together. I believe, I love when we get to worship together. Man, to be able to sing the songs tonight, thank you, Brother Greg, for the music this morning and, and for the specials today were a big, big blessing. I enjoyed hearing our men sing. And, and as, as we get to gather together and sing, man, it's just a great time to sing to the Lord. And my heart's encouraged. But let me tell you, it's not just good on Sunday morning. It's not just good Sunday night, it's good Wednesday night too. I really believe that we, I need three services a week to thrive, amen? Three to thrive. Man, and I think it's a blessing when we get to gather together. And so let me encourage you, grow with us through the year. Commit this year to say, you know what, I'm going to see what God can do when I just am faithful to the services at Hillside Baptist Church. Be involved in a Bible study class or be involved in some other Bible study or, or discipleship. Say, you know what, I'm going to jump in in some one of these areas. I'm going to stretch my faith in the Lord. I'm going to be able to learn more about Him, but not just learn more about Him, try to apply it in my lives and do great things for Him that I've, that I've never done before. Growing together, that's what we want to do. The next thing that God calls us to is to serve others. Serve others. Man, what a blessing this is. You know, um, when people are really struggling... In their lives, what I've learned is that if you can get them to focus on helping other people, it helps so much. 1 Peter chapter 4 and verse number 10. 1 Peter 4, 10, it says, And as every man hath received the gift, 
Even so, minister the same one to another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. If any man speak, let him speak as the oracles of God. If any man minister, let him do it as of the ability which God giveth, that God in all things may be glorified through Jesus Christ, to whom be praise and dominion forever and ever. He says, listen, if God's gifted you a gift, man, use it. Serve others together. You say, well, I don't have very many gifts, Brother John. Well, what I've learned is when you use what you have, God gives you more. You, man, you say, well, I can't sing. Praise the Lord. I bet you've got a beautiful smile. Man, share that with those that come in the door. What a, I appreciate so much our, our Gus team. Uh, more than just the safety team aspect, that is a vital aspect of our, our ministry, especially in today's age. But our greeters and our ushers, people who are willing to extend a hand and be grateful for people who come, what a blessing that is. One of the greatest expressions of love for Christ is a willingness to serve others. Isn't that incredible when we have an opportunity to show the love of Christ by loving on others? What a blessing to see men and women volunteer to either to greet people as they come in or, or maybe when you get to walk by the, the nursery. You ever walk by the nursery and heard a baby crying? Sometimes I'll peek in there and see if it's mine. I'll peek in there and I'll see what's going on. And, and there's this loving nursery worker gently caressing and loving that baby. What a great blessing that is. Or maybe there is a, 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 a teacher. I walk by the teacher's classrooms in the morning and I pray and God, I ask God to bless our, our classes to, during, the, uh, during the day's services. And when I get in there and there's a teacher there's 30, that's 30 minutes early, already prepared, ready to go, waiting on that first student to show up. What a blessing that is. Man, serving others. Listen, you say, well, there's, no, there's nothing for me to do. Trust me, there's plenty to do in the body of Christ. Man, you can volunteer in the office. You can volunteer with groundskeeping. Brother Bill would love that. And if you, you like, you can volunteer with outreach. You can volunteer to help uh, in discipleship or teaching. You can volunteer as a greeter or usher. I, I'm telling you what, there's ways to, to work and to labor your hands in the Lord. And that's just a small list. We could go on and on and on about all the many different ministries and teams and, and, and folks that work to labor to make the ministry happen. You can also share. Serving others is sharing with others. Share the gospel with your friends. Share the gospel with your coworkers. Share the gospel with your neighbors and your loved ones. Or, or participate in missions giving. Participate in, in outreach. I tell you what a blessing it is that God has called us to say, listen, serve others in the church. John 13, verse 12 and through 14 says, So after he had washed their feet and taken his garments and was sat down again, he said unto them, Know you what I have done unto you? Ye call me Master and Lord. And ye, uh, and ye say, well, for so I am. For if I then, your Lord and Master, have washed your feet, ye also ought to wa wash one another's feet. Our ministry is not the t a ministry of title, but a ministry of service. A ministry of servanthood. And, you know, uh, someone was teasing the other day and uh, walked by my office and they said, is that the king's throne? And I said, no, that's the servant's quarters. I said, God has called us not to, to rule but to serve. So, let's put purpose in our vision. I'm excited and looking forward to a brand new year at our church. Looking forward to what God is going to do as we step out by faith and as we uh, try to do some exciting things in the, in the coming year, building on the old and continuing to, to reach out and to do, walk by faith with the Lord. And so, Let's talk about the three things we just discussed. Let's talk about loving God. 
My burden and passion this year is to see more souls saved in the coming year. Man, I've been praying. It's like Romans chapter 10 and verse 1. God reminds us there that Paul said, My, my brethren, my heart's desire is that Israel might be saved. I'm telling you, I, I'm, I, my heart's desire is that we might see our community saved. That we might see more people come and know Christ as their personal Savior. And so this year, I want to, I, we want to do something new. Maybe something that uh, is, is a, basically just a, uh, a, just a fresh look on something we've done before called Open House Sunday. Open House Sunday. Man, think about open house. You think about a real estate, right? And what does it mean when you see real, uh, open house? Come on in. Come take a look. And look, we want our community to say, come on in. It's been a while since you've been at church. You forget what it's like. Come on in. We want to welcome you at Hillside. Man, you don't know what church is like. Man, come experience what church is like. We'll show you what real church is like, what it means to really love the Lord. And so March 17th this year, we want to open the doors of the church and invite our community to experience church like God intended. And so this Sunday, be in prayer for Open House Sunday. Be in prayer that God will let us to see the house of the Lord filled up. Be in prayer that God will help us to be evangelistic in this opportunity. And that God will let us see God do amazing things when we step out by faith. Open House Sunday, keep that in prayer, please. The second thing is Forward Together Outreach. This is, this is something that I'm really excited about. Two people taking... Uh, taking 40 houses in two hours multiplied by 50, 2,000 homes. One afternoon, my challenge for our church is two times this year on both uh, April 20th and September 14th. April 20th is a day before Easter. What we want to do for Easter this year is to canvas our area through every door direct mail outs and make sure every home gets an invite to Easter. And then we want to come and those 2,000 homes follow up behind that with personal invites from members of Hillside Baptist Church. It'll take 100 people to do it. For we walk by faith. Listen, you don't have to have any experience. This is the cool thing. You don't even have to know what you're doing. You can knock on the door and say, we want to invite you to church and hand it to the track. What an exciting thing if we can take two hours and see 2,000 invites in, in, in just two hours on one day. Church, let me tell you, if we can work together, if we can go forward together, God can do amazing things in our church. I encourage you, be, set this time aside on your, on your calendar. Be already planning. I'm going to make sure that I'm there for this Forward Together outreach. I want to make sure that I have a part in reaching 2,000 people in my community. Man, it's going to be an exciting day. Uh, as we begin that day, we're going to come together. We're going to lay out uh, the different areas which we're, that we'll go. We'll be able to pray together, encourage one another, uh, and maybe, maybe we'll chest bump. I'm not really sure, you know, like football players before they go out on the field. That's a joke. Come on. Man, y'all are dead tonight. All right. But man, we'll get all excited and then we'll go out and we'll knock some doors. And, and I tell you, I'm excited about what God can do when we are willing to say, we're going to put God first. We're going to go out by faith. God didn't say, come to the house. He said, go out into the highway and the byways and the hedges and compel them to come in. And that's what we want to do. We're not setting a goal of how many we want to attend for Easter, but we are setting a goal for how many we, can, we want to reach. Listen, we can't control who comes, but we can control who we invite, how many we can invite. And so I pray that you will take some time and write down April 20th, September 14th, these two dates and say, I want to be a part of this. This coming Easter is April 21st. 
Our desire is to continue to uh, share the gospel on this wonderful day. Brother, uh, Brother Greg is working on a uh, cantata for our choir entitled, Known by the Stars, Scars. The theme for the day is hope through the scars. Think about the scars of Jesus Christ. Think about how much hope He brings us. And so as we talk about loving God, we want to bring others into this wonderful grace that God has given us. The next thing through the year is celebrate freedom. June 30th, God has blessed this, amen? In the past, we've seen uh, God just do uh, amazing things. The last year, I think there was over 500 people in attendance here on the church grounds. And I pray that God will help us to continue to reach out for those who, who attend and continue to share the gospel with our community. So that's loving God. Loving God is focusing on bringing others to Jesus Christ. Let's talk about growing together. My desire and hope is that we can revitalize discipleship. Man, it's um, quite honestly, we have uh, uh, not had a lot of people involved in discipleship, but my hope and desire and prayer is that we can see this revitalized. My my prayer is that January 2020, that we have a, a time where we can revitalize this. And right now, I want you to just begin to pray for our discipleship program. Begin to pray that God will help each of us to be a part in bringing others to Christ and helping them mature in, in the Lord. 2 Timothy 2.2 says, And the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also. Pray about becoming involved in discipleship, either as a teacher or as a student. And this is just an exciting thing as we continue to go forward to continue to invest in helping people grow into the image that God called us to. Remember our purpose, love God, grow together. Okay, and we'll get to serving others in a second. My other prayer is that God would help us, not this year, but soon in our church, create new Bible study classes. Man, isn't that important to continue to grow, have opportunities to grow? And I'm considering, we're, we're praying about how we can uh, help our adult Sunday school class to continue to grow and encourage more growth in different classes. And so pray with us about that. Pray that God would uh, allow us to be able to see God continue to grow and add to our, our Sunday school. Pray that uh, God will allow us to see more Bible studies offered through the year, maybe in our schools or different areas, that God will allow uh, us to continue to help people grow together in Jesus Christ. The third thing is serving serving others. Man, I love to serve others. I love to serve the Lord in our church, and I'm grateful for those who also serve. Uh, This year, uh, just last year, Pastor Tolbert had a burden and a vision for starting a meal ministry. I'm thankful for those who've been involved. I'd love to see this continue to be used of the Lord. And so maybe you're not aware that this is even existence tonight. This is my, my plug for them. I pray about being involved in a meal ministry. What is a meal ministry? Well, you don't have to, there's no age requirement. All we're looking for is people. We're sharing. Sharon Vandiver, this is for you. Anyways, she is helping coordinate this, but we're looking for people who will simply be a blessing to people who are getting out of the hospital or homebound and need that encouragement. Hey, here's a meal. Maybe a little fellowship. Meal ministry. What a blessing that is. Appreciate Brother Raymond Corwin this last year also helping us see the car care ministry kind of get off, of brown, uh, off the ground. Do you have a talent with a wrench? You like to bust your knuckles? Man, maybe you want to learn how to break your knuckles. Brother Raymond's the man for you. That's, a, that's not a very in, enticing way to get them in, in, interested, is it, Brother? You know, this time of year, anytime I have to do mechanic work, I, I just dread it because I always bust my knuckles. But listen, the car care ministry, what a blessing it is for our widows and widowers of our church 
James 1.27, Pure religion and undefiled before God and the Father is this, to visit the fatherless and the widows in their affliction and to keep, them, keep himself unspotted from the world. Let's continue to love these folks in our church who have gone through difficult times in their lives. I tell you what, this is an important aspect of, aspect of our church. Next thing is hospitality. Could you imagine if you were to drive into a church, never been there before, and you walk in and you find no one at the door. No one welcomes you. There's no friendly face to, to no, and no hand to shake. There's, there's no one to lead you to a comfortable seat. Let me ask you, would you come back to that church? Probably not. Did you know it's happened here before? Now, picture, if you will, you drive up. There's a parking lot attendant standing out in the parking lot. He's waving at you, or she, welcoming you, smiling. Maybe the rain is, it's raining. He's got an umbrella there for you to help you walk in. Someone, someone is open, they, opening the doors for you as you enter in. And they greet you with a smile or maybe a quick conversation, a handshake. An usher offers to escort you and your children to a Sunday school class. Another member of the church sees you and says, Hey, have you, do you have a seat yet? And, and say, Would you like to sit with me? Wouldn't that be a blessing? And, and, you, know, and you try to get to know them and you, you become involved. After services, that person says, Hey, why don't we go to lunch together today? And during lunch, they say, Hey, do you know Jesus Christ is your Savior? Let me ask you, is that a church you want to be a part of? Amen. That's, I believe that that's what God's called us to do. Listen, there's other, other and I'm going to use the term very loosely, other churches, other denominations have got this figured out. People want to be loved, don't they? And when we can, we can genuinely demonstrate that love, it will make a huge world of difference to our community. John chapter 13, verse 34 says, A new commandment I give unto you, that you love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this shall all men know that you are my disciples if you have loved one to another. Hospitality is essential for the church to continue to express the love of Christ to those around us. Let's do that. The next thing we're praying about is, is this year in the fall is a mission trip. Man, I love this family right here. Great family. They love the Lord. They're doing a fantastic job. I call them every week. We talk on the phone. And man, they are out there uh, just serving God so faithfully. And uh, did you know she's expecting again? Amen. Isn't that exciting? And so, uh, what is the name? of they don't, they don't have a name yet, do they? We'll call it Fred. Marilyn Faye, that's what it was. That's what it was. All right. I was way off there with Fred. <laughs> Anyways, Marilyn Faye, and boy, we're excited about this family, and they are just really just hit the ground running when they got to the Dominican Republic. And Brother Lane shared with us in our prayer uh, breakfast yesterday that he's really struggling with some, uh, with some uh, culture shock. Can you imagine that? An American struggling with culture shock in another country. It happens. Man, we want to be able to come beside them and help them in the work. This is our, ministry, our missionary. We get to go to the field and love on them. So be in prayer about uh, the opportunity to help and to work and to labor. This is not a vacation. My, um, my sister said, oh, well, we're going to go to the Dominican Republic. I said, oh, really? That's great. I said, what missionary are you going to? No, we're going to the beach. I said, oh, well... I don't want to go to the beach. I want to go labor in the field. I want to go help our missionary. I want to go be a blessing to him. And listen, I, we've been talking. He says, I'm praying about Hillside coming and helping us canvas our city for Christ. Wow, what a blessing. My prayer is that God would help us to plant a church.
I tell you what, I love my church. But you know, there's not every place in our, in our community, in our area that has a good church, that has a gospel preaching church that's faithful and that's loving and that's caring. And I'm telling you, we need tonight to pray that God would help us to plant a church. Not this year, but we do need to pray. That our church could be the mother church. That we could continue to plant churches in other areas. Pray for laborers. Pray for a location. Pray that God would help us to be involved in seeing another church planted. Not a satellite. Understand? I'm not into the satellite campus thing. I'm into indigenous Baptist churches that will sustain, if something ever happened to this church, that they would continue to preach the gospel with or without us. Listen, that's the biblical method and the biblical model. And so let me encourage you, pray with us that God will help us to be able to plant a church in the, in the coming years. My, my hope and prayer is that within the first five years we could see another church planted. Man, wouldn't that be exciting to be able to see that happen? To see more and more and more souls being saved. The next thing I want to share with you is about creating spaces. Because obviously, as we think about all these different ministries and all these different ways, that, but we still need to continue to focus on building more places for people to come. And so the, our biggest goal this year, in my mind, is our debt payoff. Man, my, my burden for our church is that God would allow us to pay off our debt. What I've shown here is in the, uh, uh, in the blue side is what we have already paid off. The red side is what we have remaining. We're on the home stretch. I don't know about you, but I get excited looking at something like that. Man, we're almost there. Man, I, I'm looking forward to it. I, I did the math the other day. We have $499,000 that we have left to pay on our, our, uh, our building debt. We have about 200 families that attend Hillside, which is about $2,500 a family worth of debt. Now, that's a lot of money. I know it is. But when we're faithful, and when we can say, Lord, I don't have a lot, but I'm going to give a little. And we say, I'm just wanna, I just want to be a help to seeing this paid off. I want to see our church be able to go forward. And that means that we get out from under the burden of the debt and we can go forward with what God has next for us. I'm so grateful. And Pastor Tolbert and I were talking this week and we were, just, uh, we were talking about how blessed we are to have a church of faithful people. We don't have rich people in our church, do we? What we have are people who love the Lord. And as we continue to be faithful and we continue to, to work, my, our, our hope and pray, prayer is that we could see that completely paid off. Man, what a blessing that will be. Not this year, but my prayer is that in the next, in the next year, the Lord will allow us to pay another $200,000 off on our building loan. That will bring it below $300,000. You say, how, how can we do that? It's very possible. First off, we uh, don't have a large staff right now, saving us a lot of expenses, a lot of money. Our prayer is to be able to use that money toward paying off the debt. It might as well be wise stewards with what God gives us. Secondly, if we don't try, we'll never get there. My goal, my prayer is that God will let us to continue to walk by faith, even in this area. I don't, I'm not, I don't want to be a pastor who accumulates a lot of debt or anything of that nature. I want to be able to see us be debt-free as a church body. Listen, we look at our nation and we see the, the, the catastrophic effects of the trillions of dollars of debt that we have incurred, and we haven't seen the long-term effects yet. I want to make sure that we're ready to face that.
The next thing I want us to pray about is an, a way to just continue to minister to those in our community. This is an outdoor pavilion. What a blessing it would be to be able to hold outdoor revivals. Wouldn't that be terrific? And not just outdoor revivals, but on our, our July 4th thing, uh, as, uh, as we can celebrate freedom or something of that nature, be able to have something where we could gather together outside or, or family reunions or anything of that nature, a space that would allow us to be able to capitalize on the beautiful setting that God has given us here. I love the properties God gives us, has given us. It's gorgeous down here in this valley here. We don't know all the specifics yet, but we're praying that uh, the Lord allow us to be able to build something like that here on our property in the future. Pray for that. And the last thing is a family life center. My prayer is that we would see uh, another building. Uh, Pastor Tolbert set this vision for us years ago, and he said, I want to see us build another family life center. And I, I teased him as he was getting ready to leave, and I said, we'll call it the Tolbert Family Life Center. If you know Pastor Tolbert, he says, if you put, something, if you put my name on anything, he says, I will haunt you until the day you die. I said, well, we'll wait till you die, and then we'll do it. But listen, I want to see us continue to be able to reach families in our community. This is not something we get to do this week. These, all of these things are not something we're going to do this year necessarily. But we are, what we want to do is set the direction and set the vision and remind, remind ourselves of our purpose tonight. Love God, grow together, serve others. That's what God's called us to do. If you were to take the Scripture and boil it down, that's what, we're, what we're, uh, God has left us here for. We're not here just to warm a pew, but instead to continue to love Him, continue to grow together, continue to serve others. And tonight, as we think about our vision for the coming year, may I remind you that God has called us and is urging us, let's press forward together. Let's continue to move forward with the Gospel. Let's look forward with hope. Let's look forward with excitement about what God is going to do. And I'm not praying that the church will grow, but I'm praying that the church will be obedient to God's Word. Because in our obedience, God will supply the growth. I pray that you will pray with me that we will be obedient to the gospel, that we'll be obedient to our purpose and our calling, that God will allow us to do this as we go forward and with great faith in a great God. Listen, if when we see growth and we see God blessing, there will be problems as we go ahead. There will be issues that we have to deal with, but my God is able tonight. My God is bigger than all the problems we're going to face. My God is able to sustain us through the hardest of times. And my God is calling us tonight saying, will you step out by faith? Will you help us as a church continue to take the gospel forward? Because we can do it together. We can do it as a church. I believe firmly that God is saying tonight is our opportunity to say, I'm going to jump on board. I see the vision that God's laid out. I see that God is calling us to say, listen, I'm not going to just stay here anymore. I'm going to be a participant in all that's going on. I want to be a part. So will you be a part tonight?